What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we discuss one breakout and one bust from each team in the AFC. Next show will be the NFC. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. And give us a follow at the Back Row Show on Twitter, at Bark Back Row on Twitter. And if you really want to, follow Arms at Arms Back Row on Twitter, Back Row Fantasy Show. Starting now. The Back Row Fantasy Show is a proud part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker and Aaron Arms. did it again oops i did it again Brittany. welcome to the back row fantasy show once again it's me bark and to my left is arms good morning and on my right we've got part-time host lambert in the house hey what's happening hey he's got a sweet ohio university bobcats hat on i'm jealous with a lion's shirt on like he's it's almost like neil but he actually doesn't care about the teams he's like this shirt was five dollars both are clearance items bobcats that's what i'm saying and bears oh my (laughs) no doubt no doubt so how about them nba finals uh thank god that's all i have to say oh it's over it's over thank goodness all jokes (laughs) aside the first four games probably had to been the least watch nba finals in like 10 years I do have to say, had to have been. I do have to say, like everyone's complaining that KD was out, Clay's hurt. Just whenever LeBron was trying to win, it was doesn't care who his supporting cast is, just shut up and win. Well, there's there's not an asterisk beside it in in the history books, right? So that that's something I was thinking about. I'm like, so no, nobody mentions that when Golden State won, it was against LeBron and like the second team. You know, nobody cares when they won the first one that that's what happened. Then they get, you know, they were dominant the following year. And 
of course, LeBron, what's, what's he do? He comes out with a full-strength team and wins it all. Now, Golden State, it is a great team. It's a great uh, program there. But, I mean, you've got to be able to overcome injury. And they had a lot. Now, with that being said, Toronto wouldn't have won if they had a full-strength Clay Thompson and they had KD. I mean, it just is what it is. I, there's no doubt in my mind. The games were too close. You can't tell me that uh, Kevin Durant wouldn't have made a five-point difference. You just can't tell me that and, and expect me to believe it. But, hey, more power to Toronto. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Anybody but Golden State. Did you see, uh, I saw someone posted today that an American team won the NHL and a Canadian team won the NBA finals. Like, what world is this? This is like uh, the the upside down from uh, from Stranger Things. Like, yeah, you you guys reminded me of something too. I don't know. Did either of you watch The Office very much? Office fans, no, really. Well, that's sad. Okay, so uh, on The Office, you had Jim and Pam. I'm sure you're familiar with Jim and Pam. Okay, yep. so lovers on the show, whatever. Took them forever to get together. So I guess Pam is a St. Louis Blues fan, and Jim was a Boston Bruins fan. And some of the Twitter interactions were really nice. Like Jim was sitting uh, in a seat talking to Pam, you know, a video message, so to speak. And Pam's first boyfriend on The Office, what was his name? Started with an R. I don't think it was no, Ralph who cares? or anything like that. But Let's her go first, with Robert. Her first boyfriend on The Office, uh, dang it, I want to know his name. But anyways, he comes and sits down beside Jim halfway through, you know, Jim recording and you know they hated each other on the show but like he brings him a beer and he's like oh thanks man and he's like hey i'm i'm talking to, to pam and uh the ex-boyfriend's like oh hey he just starts drinking again like totally disregards her one of those moments if you're an office fan you get a kick out of it but since i'm the only yeah, one was, i'm uh, the uh, only one enjoying this that was a great story do you have time to tell it again uh yes so no, don't, anyways don't, Boston don't. Bur- <laughs> moving on moving on I did see a great meme. I'm, I'm apparently an idiot that only that loves memes and tries to to verbalize what a meme is. And it said LeBron James doesn't make the playoffs in a whole other dang country wins the NBA uh, championship. It's like <laughs> that's a good one. Like I love it. It's got to be. This is the first. There's never been a uh, Canadian basketball team win. The, the, Toronto's the first no, Canadian no, NBA I'm, team, aren't they? I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm pretty sure we just saw it. We saw it happen. Awesome. Hey, you know, happy for Kawhi. Um, happy for Lowry. I mean, the guys who put in work, they're great. And you know what? Happy for Toronto. Happy for. Oh, I'm pumped. I, listen, I've been a Toronto Raptors fan since like game one. <laughs> game one of the NBA Finals. I mean, it, hey. Dude's it, already getting way too much airtime. It, it is going right. to. It's going to be an Calm interesting. Calm down over there, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, it's going to be an interesting summer, though, with KD being hurt. Uh, uh, the biggest part of Golden State's uh, core is set to hit free agency or can opt out of contracts. Like, man, does, does this become the dismantling? I mean, I, I hope so. I hope so, too, but you kind of also hate to see that be the reason that somebody oh, no. else starts taking over you know no, what i mean i don't care i hope clay defuncts to another team shows that he's an absolute superstar beyond what the warriors used him as i hope that <laughs> oh are you guys still talking basketball i'm sorry all right fine anyways, <laughs> oh, that, was, that was a beautiful one anyways i hope they tear it down i don't care a single bit tear it apart 
I think part of the part of our our heart in in that thought process or yours at least is like just they can't beat the Bulls. They can't. Nobody can beat the Bulls. Like yeah, we grew up with Jordan, and we were all bandwagon fans, right? Everyone loved the Bulls because of Jordan. Yeah, yeah, mostly. But yeah. Anyways, Lambert's gonna fall asleep. We don't want to ruin this time that we have with our good friend the Lamb. We don't want to ruin it. Ninety-six-seven. We don't want to ruin ninety-six point seven. The Lamb. I love it. We got him. He's happy to be here, especially after that little sound bit. So. So yeah, we're. Uh, should we dive right into it, fellas, or do you have anything else you want to talk about, Arms? No. no? So I'm I was sorry. watching this show the other day. Yeah, it says the guy who described a scene from The Office that have nobody cared about. You guys ever watched Ninety Day Fiance? <laughs> I uh, have you ever seen The Bachelor? Uh, <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced, The Bachelor. I have. Is, what are you, roses. John Ferris over there? They give Hobble roses. Him. Give roses out to the contestants. On the backler. Okay, anyhow. Any who's in. Okay, let's do it. We are going to talk about breakouts and busts, AFC, one apiece. Arms, you have promised to lead us off. Now, we're still early in the offseason. We've still got a ways before training camp. We will do more rookie talk. We will do more sleepers and breakout talk. But we're going to give our pre-camp breakout and bust I would, off I would team. just like to say that it's June people need to calm down people need to chill the, we, we said this last episode it's a the Browns, lot of camp speak yeah and no it's doubt. just oh dk metcalf pro bowl <laughs> Devonte top 10 give me yeah th- that's parker gotta stop. Devontae parker that's that's i mean stop. yeah i can i can totally see that Devontae <laughs> yeah. adams is a stud but. he's shining this year fifth year breakout fifth year breakout <laughs> this is brandon lloyd julian edelman stealing my lines yeah yeah so uh, i'll start in the uh, in the north or, excuse me i Sorry, east. I'm starting to east. Thank my bad, you. my All bad, right, my thanks. bad. If you're going to talk a whole lot, at least get it right. Well, um, <laughs> I don't believe a damn thing you're saying. Sorry. So, anyhow, I'm going to start with Buffalo. Um, and I know there's getting a lot a lot of hype around Dawson well, Knox. Why start with Buffalo? For Why would okay, I not start ahead. with Buffalo? You go right ahead. A lot of hype around Dawson Knox. I mean, didn't do a whole heck of a lot in college, but how could you? I mean, you have A.J. Brown, you? you have D.K. Metcalf, you have DeMarcus Lodge. They, they had a very solid receiving core, and it, Knox was overshine, or overshadowed. Excuse me. It just is what it is. I mean, most offenses are predicated towards the wide receiver, especially whenever they're spread. Knox, like, he has an opportunity to finally probably be a feature in an offense, an offense that still has a young quarterback that may have some accuracy issues, what better to throw it to than a monstrous tight end, six foot four, two hundred and fifty-four pounds? He's a good athlete. He ran four five eight speed. I mean, Dawson Knox. I predict him as a, a breakout. Talia, we've said this before. Tight end landscape is atrocious. I think Knox could have a fine year. I'm with you. I mean, I agree. My breakout for the Bills. I'm going on the uh, IDP side of it. Jerry Hughes, defensive end. Oh. Now Kyle Williams retires. All right. They added Ed Oliver in the draft. This is going to free Hughes up. Now, last year he had, or I I predict this year he'll have 40 tackles, 11 to 12 sacks, add in a few fumbles. He's probably going to be a top 10 D lineman. Nice. Man, I like that a whole lot. And Ed Oliver, 
Oh, Ed Oliver's no joke. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's Jerry Hughes is going to get wild. You, you, someone, a young guy, Ooh, very yeah. talented. You got to account for yeah. Oliver has the moves to get to the quarterback as well. So, yeah. you know, double teams a lot. Which, you were talking about Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, now they did upgrade the line in Buffalo. They drafted Cody Ford. All right. They added some veteran wide receivers. They got that deep ball specialist John Brown, and I think he's going to. I think Josh Allen's going to take a step forward too. Now I will say. I was listening to the Ball Blast podcast today, actually, and sure. they were talking about Josh Allen. Nice. And uh, his his accuracy issues. So he throws a lot of deep balls, so it's harder to be accurate yeah. on the deep balls. So right. so that could contribute to some of his accuracy issues. See, and, I, and there's my thing. That's what leads me right into mine. Like Dawson Knox, okay. I, I don't want to put my faith in a rookie tight end. And Josh Allen's either going to run for eight yards – or throw downfield. I don't think he's going to throw the ball down the middle for 8 to 10 that often, especially with those weapons. And I don't like any of the guys they brought in. John Brown, that's fine. Decoy, whatever. I mean, he, he can catch some balls too. But Cole Beasley, no thanks. I'll listen to his rap album before I get him on my fantasy squad. My breakout's Zay Jones. I think Zay Jones, the way he played last year, was very uh, gave a big indicator that he is seeing the game at a slower speed and i think josh allen is going to love zay jones all year i picked him up everywhere i can he's not only one of my breakout players for the bills he's one of my breakout players period i'm a zay jones believer there's not a ton out there but it's zay jones for me he's the bills breakout from me i actually had zay jones on my list and scr- i don't believe and scratched him out i mean zay thing. jones finished last year with 56 receptions uh 652 yards and seven touchdowns on, on 102 targets with a rookie quarterback with no rapport but if you look at this the second half of the season he's pretty darn good i mean he, he was very productive not you know a top 10 guy but he was certainly a starter on your fantasy team. Well, and this is his third year, too. Correct. So that's typically when wide receivers you know, come into there. Hopefully, hopefully I'm right. Somebody's got to. Somebody on that team has to be the wide receiver that helps Josh Allen to an improved second season in the league. Brr, bust. Who do we got? Bills bust. This should be easy. There's like 20 of them. Shouldn't be that hard to pick out a Bills bust. Arms? Who's your Bills bust? I mean, Frank Gore. Who's busting your Bills? Frank Gore. He's he's going to be atrocious. He's, he's going to lose his job almost immediately. You can't expect anything out of him. Lambert? All right. Well, I'm staying in the same running back room. I'm going with McCoy. Dude's 31 at the start of the season. He only had 161 attempts last year, 514 yards. They drafted Singletary in the third. They signed Yeldon. And I think those those guys will rise to the top. I think for those reasons, I don't think LaShawn McCoy is expected to do much more than bust, in my opinion. I don't think LaShawn McCoy makes the team. So that's kind of where I was going with the Frank Gores being the uh, if, he, if they keep him, I'll make the Why team. Pay Why pay him? Well, I mean, they could trade him. but I, there, I, I'd say there's a lot to shake out down there yet. But if he is on the team, and if he is the starter, I agree with Lambert. I mean, if, if they're going to hand him the ball, if he's going to carry the ball 200 times or more this season, I do agree he'll bust. But my bust on that uh, that team is John Brown. I'm gonna stay on the wide receiver side of the ball. I just can you bust if you're already terrible? 
Well, I mean, I think people were expecting a lot out of him. Like, he was fantasy relevant for a chunk of the season last year and actually finished with, you know, some relevancy as a wide receiver three. I don't think it happens. I, I don't. I know Josh Allen's got a huge arm, but John Brown has not convinced me of anything. Well, and I even said it earlier, we're talking about Josh Allen. I mean, he throws the ball downfield. John Brown's a run-fast guy. Yeah. I, I just don't think they'll be able to hook up. So, yeah. Agree. Arms. Are you, what team are you going next? In Miami. Oh, man. Here we go. Your boys. <laughs> now, we, we talk about how you can't have, you know, it's, it's very, no, it's very rare to have, what, a fifth year breakout. How about, like, a seventh year re breakout? Kenny Steele's. Oh, Kenny Steele's been in the league for a, a minute now. It, it, this is his seventh year. Um, you know what? He finally has a, a quarterback who can deliver the ball downfield who loves. Absolutely loves throwing it deep in Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right. Stills, I think, has an opportunity to shine the way he has in the past. I mean, he's, he was never great, but I think he had like 400 yards last year. But a couple seasons, he was a couple seasons ago, he was like 870 yards, nine touchdowns. So quickly, you expect Fitzpatrick to win that starting job over Jake Rudock? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about uh, Josh Rosen? Also, yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. I, I could see I could see Fitzpatrick playing six games, first six games. That's kind of before that's he throws how I got it. 14 interceptions and they pull him. But, but last year, Stills had uh, 37 receptions for 550 yards and six touchdowns. The year before, 58 for six touchdowns. He had 847 yards. Like that's whenever the deep ball is being delivered, you know, fairly consistently. Smoking Ryan Fitzpatrick loves throwing deep and the. Fastest guy on the team, Kenny Stills. Best deep, best deep threat they got right now. See, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. This is an IDP show. I thought. It, it, anyway, you guys it talked is about partially an IDP. <laughs> show, you guys yes. talked about this guy uh, a week ago, a couple weeks ago, maybe Minka. I mean, this dude can line up anywhere. Now, new coach Brian Flores. He's going. He came from the Patriots, who find creative ways of using defensive players. This dude's going to play all over the field. I mean, again, I know it's June. But he's already lined up at linebacker, safety, and corner. And I can see that dude having a massive year, like Patrick Chung in his prime type year. Wang Chung tonight. Did you say Patrick Chung is a massive year? Like Patrick Chung is prime? Hold on a second. The dude, when he was playing well, was an awesome safety. Okay, okay. Like if you said like Landon Collins in his prime, no, no. Like, well, all right, I was, yeah. I was trying to keep it within okay. the Patriots organization. I, I like the comp. I agree with that. Gotcha. Some yeah. chung. I uh, as much as I also want to go with Minka because I agree, but I only get to pick one, and this is going to be a run first team. You got a defensive guy taking over the team. You got quarterbacks thrown at the wall like spaghetti, hoping one sticks, like Fitzpatrick and Rosen and Jake Rudock. I mentioned the third one just to be funny, but. Kenyon Drake's going to get a workload. He's going to get more of a workload than he's ever had, and he is going to make that coach happy. This guy's a breakout play waiting to happen every time he touches the ball. He can catch the ball. He can run inside. He can run outside. The only question is, can he handle the rigors of 20-plus carries a game? I can't answer that question, but assuming that he can, He's my breakout for that team. I, I love Drake, especially at the price. So I'm picking him up everywhere I can. Drake, Raptors, woo! I, I still can't believe they won with Drake being a fan. 
Just throwing that out there. Uh, so moving on to busts. Speaking of Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake is my bust on that team. <laughs> I'll go to hell. <laughs> I mean, like, get, go to hell. You go ahead and talk. I'm grabbing he, a beer. He had his career. I understand he's never had the workload, but he's never deserved the workload. You know, he he is a, a big play guy. I'll give him that. But there's a lot of big play guys that are backup running backs. And to me, that's what Kenyon Drake's skill set is. He should be a change of pace kind of guy. He re- I don't think he can handle the workload in the NFL. I, I just feel like Kenyon Drake is is just a, a just another guy with speed. He's not a, a tackle breaker. He's, you know, proficient in the passing game. In PPR, he's going to give you some value. But don't overspend on Kenyon Drake because he may not have the starting job at the end of the season. You know, they do have Miles Gaskin, and I could see Gaskin pushing for that role. Did they, you seriously have, just say they have Miles Gaskin? They have Gaskin, That's they have Kalen Bellage. Hey, new new coaches, new running back. I'm I'm picking up Gaskin where I He's can. not their guy. But hell, he's he's never been anybody's guy. <laughs> Miles he, Ga- he's he, Miles Gaskin's Kenyon Drake wasn't Nick Saban's guy. This, I mean he's nobody's guy. This is Gaskin is Kenyon Drake light. Why would you play the light when you got the full flavor? Listen, I understand he's has a similar skill set, but what in God's name has Kenyon Drake done in the NFL? Would you if go back was, and look? He was running back fourteen last year. Yeah, with, well, with limited, like limited, limited touches. Yeah, limited touches. He was a fish I, I, in a sale. Okay, Alvin Kamara Light. There you go. Alvin Kamara Light. Slow your roll. I just don't think he. I, I at at best, halfway through the season, this is a running back by committee. At best for Kenyon Drake, all, all I'm saying well. is he needs to be the first option, like Frank Gore was last season. I didn't say he's got a. I didn't say it can't be a committee. He just has to be the first option. Go ahead, give Kalen Balaz ten carries. I, give Miles Gaskin some practice squad time. <laughs> but I just don't think give Drake he, the ball. He's not going to get seventy percent of the carries. That's that's my biggest thing. I, I I'd be pumped with sixty. Okay. Yeah, give him 60. I'll, I'll be pleasantly surprised and, and happy with that. And we'll see how his frail little body shapes up uh, and withstands the NFL. Hmm. See how your frail little body withstands after this is off. Okay. You want a piece of me? I'm going to give you the whole, the whole thing. thing. Let's do it. All right. My, my bust is uh, none other than Devontae Parker. Well, how can you bust when you already suck? What? There's because so he, much camp hype. The ha- he the, shines the ham, in camp hype. every year. Yep. He's a Christian Michael wide receiver. Man, last year he played 11 games, even though he claimed to be healthy all year. Only had 24 receptions, 309 yards. Dude's not going to be anything this year, and I'm tired of hearing about him. There are people that believe. So I mean, I have him on my team. I wish it was like around the horn. I need to add a point sound button on here. (laughs) That's what I need, and be like, ting, like I'm going to do it right now. I just want one uh, of those cool signs with a neat saying on it like Woody has all the time. Okay, we can we can rig that we up for sure. Uh, I'm gonna go a little unconventional on my on my bust. I'm gonna go Kiko Lonzo. Ooh, I, I almost picked Kiko. Okay. Kiko, uh, Kiko. You know, while he does put up stats, uh, it's because he's crazy. He plays a lot like Vontez Perfect, very unhinged. He makes a lot of bad plays. He actually misses a lot of tackles. Lets a lot of uh, guys get past him for receptions and i think they've been looking to replace him for i'll say the last 10 to 12 months at some point last season i think they were thinking like we need someone better problem is they haven't found someone better so he's going to be starting by default again but i think kiko alonzo 
may get benched after a midseason trade. Kiko, my bust. Okay. So moving on, I, I I don't necessarily disagree. And so apparently you love the Ohio State boys. That linebacker. I yeah, I'm I'm happy with McMillan. I'm happy with Baker. I just think they need someone that's a little more consistent uh, at the strong side spot. So moving on to uh, everyone's uh, favorite evil evil empire, the New England the Patriots. Jets? Yeah, the Jets. Um, as far as my breakout guy, it's it's so obvious, I, and I hate to sound like everyone else, it's Nikhil Harry. Ah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's absorbing a role of the red zone threat. He's a great go-up-and-get-it kind of guy. He's looked spectacular in camp. Everything sounds good about him. He has a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's all the trash receivers that they had not named Julian Edelman are pretty much gone or being phased out because Nikhil Harry is going to show up and be the man. He's going to fill the, you know, what Josh Gordon should have been role in that offense. That was my guy also. Like the combination of replacing Gordon and Gronk, that's what Nikhil Harry's going to get. Yeah. Not 100% of the targets. I mean, he's he's a big possession receiver. He's got great hands. He's got the first-round draft capital. He's going to be underneath playing, and he's going to be a red zone monster. That's he's a matchup nightmare. Yep, absolutely. I agree. So is that your pick as well? That was mine. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to go in an opposite direction. Uh, Give me, give me Matt Lacasse. Give me Matt Lacasse, guy. Listen, he there's Tom Brady is not getting younger. He's not going to throw the ball deep. That really doesn't have a lot to do with Nikhil Harry's game. I know that, but tight end has always been a relevant position in New England when you have Tom Brady there. Maybe they maybe that means they've attacked it in the past with multiple, but they need somebody to break out at that position. And let's be honest, to call a tight end breakout doesn't mean much. That means he can catch 35 to 45 balls, six touchdowns, 500 yards, and that's a breakout at the tight end position. I expect him to better that by at least two receptions and one touchdown. I feel like I feel like they've used the tight ends because they've had such talent at tight ends. If you look, when they at, had Gronk and Hang'em High Hernandez. <laughs> I mean, hang him uh, high Hernandez. Oh god, they, those were. I mean, they're talented. I hear Kellen Winslow's out. available. I, he I, would absolutely California penal league. He would rape the defense. I <laughs> oh, swear to God. Oh my no, God. No, no, no. Wait, did you hear the story that I'm he used sorry. to carry like a torso around with him? Did you not like an what? actual torso? This was like a mannequin, not quite a mannequin, but some sort of silicone like torso did you have a sex doll only the uh, torso. A, a portion of one i think i heard this on the radio this morning oh man dude like i might have to check my facts but uh, I, you're I heard a multi, it on the radio. you're a multi-millionaire athlete you you could probably get some other than a torso of a mannequin of why not just get the whole thing especially when you make that much money just well obviously because they won't Bob fit in a suitcase so thing. i hear of course it probably like all the limbs fell off when he had his motorcycle accident L- listen you know the moment he pulled out from that torso he's like i'm a soldier <laughs> I, i'm a soldier maybe i'm in here, here doing war maybe he was like you know dismembering it you know just like oh yeah and just I'm cutting arms off and stuff as it, it sound like dude, the kool-aid kind of look like the kool-aid man shut too. up, <laughs> shut up man. L- listen very quickly rape is bad okay it is horrible well, obviously barker horrible and maybe that was in bad taste but it was it doesn't matter he's I'm gonna a, get I'm convicted com- and he's gonna go I'm away a, for a long he's time go away for a long time i'm a comedian which is great. i'm a comedian you deal with it now apparently he raped a homeless woman 
a homeless woman. And apparently, he also had issues with masturbating in front of his whole team in the locker room. This guy apparently... How does this not get out until I now? don't right? know, but this guy's apparently had some deep, deep, terrible issues. No, that's issues. what I'm saying. He used to take the torso with him on the bus. Yeah. With his teammates. How do you not think this dude is just weird as all get out? You oh, have all is. the money in the world. Get some help. He, he's probably telling them while he's sitting there riding the torso, like, this is how I prep for the game, guys. This is what gets me amped up. No wonder he was, he was always exhausted. No wonder he ended up sucking in the NFL. Yeah, and then they go over or under a uh, underpass in a, in a rough area. They're like, oh, whoa, whoa, stop the bus, stop the bus. And they think he's trying to hand change to somebody. You're, you're terrible. You're terrible. Stop it. Stop it. Kellen Winslow, terrible human being. Agreed. Get rid of him. But he is a free agent. So... All right, so are we, are we on? We're going to bust. Bust it up. How about Matt Lacoste? <laughs> if you're a good tight end, you're not out of the league from 2016 until 2018. I mean, you you mean to tell me that you, Tom Brady will make him good? No the guy wants to win a championship. No, he's, he's just won't. waiting for Gronk to retire. That's right. No, Gronk was talented. He's like the Shane Falco. Of go tight back ends. and look what. Go back and look what uh, what Tom Brady has actually done with any other tight end. It's not been impressive. It's not even been, like, top ten productive. Never, when Gronk was injured, there was never a relevant tight end. Maybe hit and miss, but no consistency of relevance. Well, they brought in Martellus Bennett, didn't and they? And he sucked. And he was awful. I mean, he awful was terrible. for the Patriots. Exactly. Like, Martellus Bennett is actually Oh, he was good. Talented. When, yeah, yeah. You can't tell me that this guy who didn't play football for two years is going to all of a sudden be relevant. Get the hype out of here. He's going to absolutely be a shadow in that offense. He's He'll make the team, I'm sure, but he's 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 going to do nothing. I just hope he's a good blocker. That's a, for Sony Michelle. Actually, Sony Michelle is my bust. Same. Dude's had a bunch Same. of knee scopes in the off season. He's, he's not ready, even practicing he's right be ready now. For camp. He's got injury history. They drafted Damian Harrison in the third. Yep. For some reason, Sony Michelle's a pass catching back at Georgia, but he's not a pass catching back with the Patriots because that's James White. So I I don't think now I I do think. Michelle will be back. I think he'll play. Um, I have a feeling he's going to start having knee issues just like Gurley is. It's going to be the same thing, but I think it's going to happen sooner. I don't think he's going to be near as good as Gurley. But I don't think where you're getting Sony at his ADP, I don't think he's going to live up to that at all. I agree 100%. And some of the reasoning behind mine as well, same thing. Knee scopes, Known to have that knee issue. Jay Ajay had that knee issue. Gurley's having knee issues. When you got a knee issue, it just gets risky. And the only Sony that I'm going to compare him to for this year is the PS Vita. Short-lived, short, fun, fun for a minute, but short-lived and ultimately discontinued. I feel like you just spoke about my sex life. <laughs> Well, well, no, the PS Vita was actually existent give, at one point. Ooh. Give, give, give uh, the what? The PSP, yeah. The PS Vita, little touchscreen yeah, upgrade. Yeah, but it actually existed. Lambert's Sex Life never did. Oh, I got that's you. What it, yeah, that's there what that, that went over my head because he's, he's got a kid. Got, dude's got a kid now. But anyways, if, if you're having trouble in that department, give Kellen a call. I'm sure he's still got that torso laying around somewhere. <laughs> it might just be real I'm, this time. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a terrible human. Uh, you got with the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, listen, they got no wide receiver help, so it kind of almost by default has to be Herndon, right? 
Herndon's got to do something. It's still, uh, Darnold's still a young quarterback. He's going to continue to build that rapport with the young tight end who's got talent. Uh, I think Herndon's going to have an okay year. He's not going to be great. I also think nobody on this offense is going to be great except for maybe Le'Veon Bell, and he's not going to be what he was in the past. So give me Herndon. I'm not ecstatic about what he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be top 10, but I do think he's going to be fantasy startable for the biggest part of the season. All right, I'm going to go with Jamison Crowder. As a breakout? Yeah. All right. Yeah, the dude's going – he's getting drafted right now at wide receiver, like, 82. All right, Sam Darnold, he's showed his love for the slot guy. That's where Crowder's going to play. Now, Crowder was a top 35 guy in 2016 and 17. Now, at his current ADP, he's going around like Jarius Wright, Tywan Taylor – I'm going to take Crowder there all day. God, who the hell's drafting Jarius Wright? That, that's what I was who is that's doing what that? I'm looking at. <laughs> Someone's crazy. My God. I, I like, do they just scroll to the bottom wide receiver? Oh, that's the last one. I'm I'm obviously not picking alphabetically. I really like the name Jarius. I think I'm going to add this guy to my fantasy team. <laughs> this guy's got my same last name. Oh, and you know it's the right pick when his name's Wright. Boom. There we go. <laughs> Maybe they've got like some uh, return yardage thing that they've got yeah, going it's on. Possible. That. That's the only thing I think of. I'm, I'm going to go with Lambert here, at least at the wide receiver position. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Robbie Anderson. I know that he's had good seasons, but I think this is going to be his best season yet. I think he's legitimately one of the better talents in the AFC East at wide receiver. Not huge props when you say that, but. Every time Robbie Anderson's on the field, as long as there's no trouble going on, as long as there's no torsos on the tour bus, Robbie Anderson plays really well, puts up good numbers. I expect Sam Darnold to take enough of a leap to make Robbie Anderson relevant, and I have a feeling we'll all agree that Le'Veon Bell is our bust. Am I right or am I wrong? You're wrong. No, I mean, I don't think Le'Veon Bell's a bust. Compared to the... His ADP in regards is not, to the name, yes, but his ADP is not where it's been historically. Well, no, but it's still up there. He's well, going Arms in brought second, it up third earlier round with Lacoste. He's he's not played in two years. Bell's not played in one. So it, what's he going to come back to? You get off Lacoste. I, I still think Le'Veon Bell is. He's the kind of guy that wants to prove that he is the best. Oh no, I, I still think he'll do fine. I don't think he's going to be a bust. No, I'm calling bust. Yeah, I, I think I think Bell's going to be fine. It, my bust is actually going to be Sam Darnold. Everyone it, thinks he's going to take that step forward, and I, I don't, like that. I don't see it. I mean, Darnold was mediocre at best last year. I mean, he had what, 17 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 2,200 yards. I think it was, yeah, or 2,800 yards. Like. That is not something that gives me high hope that this guy is going to move into any sort of fantasy relevance. The Jets will be a better team. I, I want to clarify that. Le'Veon Bell is going to help Sam Darnold improve as a quarterback. But Sam Darnold is not a fantasy starter on your team. You shouldn't. Don't be targeting uh, Sam Darnold as anything that you're looking for. Just veer away. Let someone else sink with that ship. He, he's going to be an okay pro, just not a fantasy quarterback. Right, for my bust, I got a uh, Herndon. Oh man! Oh yeah, I don't think Herndon's the guy. Jets don't really feature a tight end too much. There's a lot of weapons with Le'Veon Bell coming in. They got Crowder, Robbie Anderson, and Sam Darnold showed a connection last year, and none one's still there. And I think uh, Trevon Wesco is a better blocker, and that's who Gase is going to throw in there to block for Le'Veon. Well, Bell. that's 
throwing the Gase name out there really makes sense, too. Yeah, it does make sense. Gase hates tight ends. If there's anything good on that Jets team, you can rest assured that, that Gase is going to f*** it up. So, I think Wesco will see more snaps towards the end of the season. I mean, maybe not right away, but he's he's going to eat into that Herndon time. By the way, when I said Gase is going to you know, do that, I, I what I actually said was Gase is going to jack it up, and for some reason it it, it edited me. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it did. Okay. T- totally sure it did. Anyhoosen, arms. So, now we go We go to the north. Um, my breakout to this Toronto? Year, no, not the, the other north, the oh, AFC north. Okay. My breakout is going to be Lamar Jackson. Everyone's so In de- the north. The AFC north? Yeah. Am I, am I wrong to think that Baltimore's in the AFC north? No, no, you just never said Baltimore. You just said AFC North, Lamar Jackson. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Just the I'm whole like, conference. Like, whole conference. Have I missed something? Hey, give me Jackson over <laughs> everybody. <laughs> give me LJ. Like, did I, did I miss okay, sorry. Baltimore. <laughs> Thank you. Baltimore, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. I, I do think he takes a step forward as a passer. You still add in the factor that he's got, you know, he, he can run. He's a great runner. Uh, you add in Hollywood Brown, you know, whenever he becomes full health, he now has a viable running back option with Mark Ingram. Like, it, it all just kind of sorts itself out for Lamar Jackson to not have to throw it downfield a ton. He can dump things off, end up successful. I, I, I think Jackson's going to have a fine year. And, you know, he's with – you factor in the running because there's more points for rushing yards than there is for passing yards in most leagues. You factor in the running, I think uh, Lamar Jackson actually gets into the top 15 this year. Especially in the AFC North. I really wish I would have picked him as my bust. The dude throws what looked like punts. They're end over end, and they only go eight yards. And how's that happen? He didn't do that in college. No, he's bad. I don't know what it is, but he, he, he'll develop fine. They throw, he throws ducks. Right. My breakout's Kenny Young. Ooh. Guy's rangy as heck. He's got great instincts. He's got a, some quick lateral pursuit. He covers, plays cover man and zone. Plays them both well. He's got good tackling skills. Good tackling fuel. I really expect big things out of Kenny Young. Man. Look at you. I, I'm gonna. I'm going with Lambert on this one. I, I said it on the last episode. I believe I, Kenny Young's my guy too. I think anybody that steps into that middle linebacker role uh, for a team that has the kind of tenacity the the Baltimore Ravens have, Kenny Young is going to have himself a fine season. Tough acting tenacity. Well, they showed it last year. They played defense to give to keep the score low just enough so Duck Boy can throw a couple touchdowns. Duck Boy. Wank. Yeah, but. <laughs> oh my gosh so my bust is kenny young (laughs) i knew it i i I, I feel like you're doing this on purpose i'm not he is i'm not like oh i think patrick on wooasaurs no i I actually don't think there's a stud linebacker on that team right now for the first time in a long time you're going to, as he even said it on the last episode, you're going to expect more out of the Baltimore middle linebacker. It's not coming this year. Kenny Young is not the answer. He just, he's not what, he's not Ray Lewis. He's not C.J. Mosley. They're still going to look for the, the next linebacker in next year's draft because Kenny Young is going to be a huge disappointment this year. Blasphemy. It can be blasphemy all you want. He's just he's not those guys. There's there's a reason he was not drafted where he was at. He's not nearly the level of talent. He's, I'm sorry. He's a, he's a what? He's this, a fourth round. It's going to upset you, but I don't believe a damn thing he you're saying. A, he was a rookie last year. Okay. So a you haven't one. seen enough of him to one. tell if he's going to bust. 
played played fine in C.J. Mosley's absence. No, well. my thought on it is his ADP. People were thinking he is the next C.J. Mosley. People were kind of hoping. I don't, that he, know, uh, anybody, I don't know anybody who, that thinks yeah, that. Who's no, going to no, be no. the next C.J. Mosley? The, the, yeah. the, next, the, next, excuse me, the next Baltimore inside linebacker that, that's a stud, he's not. I think he's going to be very good. I don't think he's going to be C.J. Mosley, but I think very good is good enough to call a breakout. I, I disagree. I, I Suck on those tomatoes, bro. Hey, I, I'll go down with that ship. I, I just don't like Kenny Young. My bust is uh, Mark Ingram. Oh. He's 29 years Thought old. Thought about that, by the now, way. No, he's never been given a full workload. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Uh, the Ravens, they'll be a running team, but I think it's mostly going to be Lamar Jackson. They brought in uh, you know, former coaches during practice, uh, former coach out of Navy and Georgia Tech. They want to run that quick, unpredictable offense, and Ingram is anything but that. Now, uh, I think he's going to be all right, but I, I can see Justice Hill eating into a lot of that. Hear that, Ball Blast girls? Justice Hill. I, I agree with you actually a lot. I think Justice Hill's going to Justice Hill's going to have a fine year. I think Ingram's going to be okay, but he's with that whole this is his job thought process. Yeah, yeah. I that's, think you're 100 percent right yeah. there. He's not going to get a thousand yards. Yep. He's not going to get you know 12, 15 touchdowns. He's going to be a mediocre running back. Yep. Hollywood Brown for me in the bus category. Uh, I, I do agree with Lambert to some extent that Lamar Jackson is not going to put a great passing season on paper this year. Uh, running season, I mean, overall, as a fantasy quarterback, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be just fine because he is going to run, he is going to score, and, and him being able to scramble and run will open the game or open the uh, passing lanes for him to at least be respectable. But that doesn't mean Hollywood Brown is going to do what people think Hollywood Brown is going to do, which is be fantasy relevant. I don't think he's even fantasy relevant this year. So Marquise Brown, Mr. Hollywood, I apologize. You are you are the weakest link. Have has there ever been a wide receiver that produced at that level that's as small as he is? Like he is tiny. Steve Smith. He's Dante Hall. He's <sighs> Tyreek Hill. And okay. It, I mean, it's it's not unheard of. Deshaun Jackson. The tiny guys can do it. <laughs> It just doesn't happen that often. Kyler Murray? He's, he's <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong position. Just saying. Tiny guys can do it. You said wide yourself. receiver. A wide receiver. Oh, okay. So so tiny guys can go up and catch the ball and, and get not open. Go, tiny not quarterbacks go, can't rush around and find open lane. Okay. All right. Not I, go up and get, up what you're get open is a different, different story. The, okay. Those guys aren't out jumping people. Uh, I don't oh, know if you watch oh, the film, okay. but they don't out jump people. They just mm. find soft spots. Hmm. I did watch the film on Kyler Murray and... He outthrows people. He played in Big 12. Anyways. Anyways, let's. Uh, now that you've called your AFC breakout, who, what's next, Arms? <laughs> Get us there. Well, additionally, in the AFC North, uh, moving on to Cincinnati, my bust this year is A.J. Green. Uh, age and injury. Yeah, I think it's creeping up on him. I think Tyler Boyd starts getting more and more targets. Boyd was very productive last year. The more they that he builds that rapport with Andy Dalton, the better you know the better it looks for tyler boyd the worse it looks for aj green i think aj green is going getting onto the backside of his career his first five years or so absolute animal but he's declined a little bit since then he's not a double digit touchdown guy and that's where a lot of his value was before i think he'll be okay but don't expect a thousand yards out of aj green this year don't expect 10 touchdowns out of aj green this year he, he's uh, he's my bust. I'm sorry, I went, I went bust first. 
Oh, no, that's fine. That's uh, terrible is what it is. Well, it is. But, Lambert, uh, go ahead and give us your, your bus so My we can bus? follow this guy's Good deal. lead. Well, I'm staying in the wide receiver room, so I'm getting tired of hearing the hype train for Tyler Boyd. Oh. It's not a hype train. It's, it's a record of success. No, no, don't don't yell at me right now, all right? Andy <laughs> Dalton cannot support two top 24 receivers. You're right. AJ Green's a stud. He's not okay? Tyler Boyd. Now, he saw seven or more targets in nine out of 14 games last year, and I just don't think that's going to happen when A.J. Green comes back. Now, I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying Boyd's going to do nothing. To be fair. But he's not going to be as high as people are thinking. Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green both produced when they were on the field together last year. But Andy Dalton cannot support two top 24 receivers. And they got Zach Taylor coming in, who was, who's out of Los Angeles. He's going to run. Mixing to death, I think. And I just don't think that the Bengals are going to pass as much as they have. All right. Whatever. You're wrong. But it's okay to be wrong sometimes. Somebody has to be. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. I I hate to go in this direction, but uh, bust for me, I'm going A.J. Green as well. I think age and injury (laughs) catch up to him. Uh, I think that leaves Tyler Boyd as the relevant guy. I think Tyler Boyd's real deal. He's going to be their number one wide receiver for years to come. A.J. Green wouldn't surprise me if a midseason trade happened because of the breakout that's coming from Josh Malone. I'm serious. You can't even say that straight face. I'm serious. So you just think that they just keep drafting wide receivers and they, nope. they're going to break out like Tyler Boyd did. No, John I, Ross. I, I think, Third year break. <laughs> I, honest to God, I believe that Josh Malone, when given the opportunity, just like Tyler Boyd, People laughed when I acquired Tyler Boyd like two games into the season. Even though he was a throw-in, I wouldn't do this deal without Tyler Boyd because I've been waiting for A.J. Green to step aside. I think it happens. I think Tyler Boyd's proven that he's going to be a good wide receiver in the league. Josh Malone's up next. It's okay. I got even, a feeling. Even the Steelers Woo-hoo! get it wrong. They picked up Lima Swede. So they don't just get Antonio Brown and the Juju's. I know. Like they get I mean, it wrong too. Listen, okay, technically, John Ross should be the guy that breaks out if AJ Green were to falter. But I'm, I'm and just how saying is the it's guy Josh who Malone. runs a four two forty a red zone threat. He's not even a catch threat. <laughs> he had a lot of touchdowns for as little as he played. Yeah, he's a little guy too. He had like what 20, 20 snaps. I mean, he, he was. <laughs> he catch twenty balls for eight touchdowns. I mean, it's, are we talking like uh, who's your hit? Who's your, who's your breakout? Sam yeah. Hubbard. Shut up and know Damn your it. role. Sam Hubbard, in a rotational role last year, Hubbard had six sacks. I do love 27, Sam Hubbard. I know, he's my 27 guy. tackles. Hubbard is right now the best pass rusher on that team, and to me, it's not close. What? He's got – oh. Here, he's, better, he's a better pass rusher than Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins is defensive tackle. I'm sorry, he still rushes the passer. <laughs> you want to make a statement? From, from a pure pass rushing standpoint, Geno Atkins is an, is an all-pro – defensive tackle so how about we say he's the best defensive end on that team okay whatever Thank you. whatever let me let me look dunlap? this up because no dunlap's on the backside. let me let me look up atkins here gino atkins how many let sacks? me jump in here real uh, quick because sam many... hubbard's also my breakout yep. dude's disruptive he's away. relentless all right he's a great run defender he's a good wrap-up kind of tackler he's persistent pass rusher he never quits love this dude's motor and i uh, see a big jump from him this year he never quits Ever. Non-quit- I do love seeing non quitter. Still mad that you got him for less <laughs> than what I offered for him in the Beanies. league. 
pennies on the dollar. Would, would you give like seven football dollars just, for that guy? I think I gave. I do want to clarify: ridiculous. Sam Hubbard in rotation finished with like four less points than Geno Atkins last year. I'm not arguing. Four less, dude. Points. He's he's my breakout too. Like you know, you're Why are you talking crap. He, he, he was a rookie in rotation. He's going. To, he's going to lead the team in sacks. Geno Atkins is the best pass rusher on that he team is not. until Sam Hubbard fully breaks out. Sam Hubbard is. This is his year. Okay. I like Sam Hubbard, not arguing that. I just put some respect on Geno Atkins' name. <laughs> Moving on. Do, do you have a, uh, a breakout? Oh, oh yeah, Josh, Josh Malone. Sorry. Josh Malone, baby. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, let, take it to the bank if you want. To the bark take it bank. to the bark bank. Josh oh. Malone breaking out this year. And by the way, the, in comparison to uh, Carlos Hubbard. Hubbard Carlos? And Who's Carlos Hubbard? <laughs> the defensive end for... Dunlop. Or Carson, Jesus Christ, Carlos Mencia now playing defense. Carlos Dunlop, um, Hubbard Bubblegum. In he in a full time role, he only had eight sacks last year. I I think I think uh, Hubbard moves more into it. Not Carlos Hubbard, Sam Hubbard. He's into Carlos Dunlop's today, Junior. Dunlop's role. God, I can't even read. What is wrong with me? Okay. Snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Laughing at a little boy because he can't read. <sighs> oh, you guys are terrible. All right. Let's go to Pittsburgh. Uh, keep us moving there, Stutters. Pittsburgh, uh, breakout. James Washington. God, I love me some James. Listen, he is way, way underdrafted. I picked him up in the 17th round of a draft a couple weeks ago. 17th, That's a good spot. 17th that is a good spot. freaking round. Nobody said a word. I'm like, am I? Did, is there a different James Washington on Pittsburgh? Did I miss something? Did I just draft George Washington? Yeah, like, what, what happened? George but Washington. You have Got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Seventy-six round. <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got talent. He had a few bright spots. He wasn't great last year, but they also had Juju and Antonio Brown. Not a lot of extra targets to go around. Now, AB's gone. He moves into that role. I don't think that anyone else is really going to challenge him for it because I do think he's the second-best wide receiver on that team. Is he going to put up juju numbers from last year? Absolutely not. But he is going to have a good season. I could easily see him breaking into the 70 reception range and definitely see him getting over 800 yards, which is way better than, like, 200 that he got last year. Me? You. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going Terrell Edmonds. Oh. Safety. Normally, you want to pick those IDP players and conferences, put up a bunch of points. I think the AFC North is going to do that this year. Can't wait to see what Terrell Edmonds can do. He's a first-round draft pick last year. He played 16 games. Now, he's only going to improve with the addition that the Steelers made on defense. And that is? Uh, Bush? Devin, yeah. Okay. The Bush. The Bush. The Bush. Okay. I mean, they've still got T.J. Watt. Um Mitchell's back there. Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree. Yeah, they've they've got some solid pass right, rushers. Right. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna go with arms. Like I I still I'm not 100 percent sold on James Washington, but the opportunity is gonna be there. I I don't know how you flounder that opportunity. Plus, year two it should be a lot different than year one. I mean, you're a rookie, you're learning the game. James Washington's a hard worker. I mean, he's he's a blue collar kid. He's going to pick up the offense. He's going to pick up the nuances of how to play with Ben Roethlisberger. Give me James Washington as the uh, the breakout because, honestly, I don't see a lot of other possibilities there. He's the next Switzer. Oh. Bust. That's painful. Moving on to the bust, 
Bust. Vance McDonald. Boo. Vance McDonald is seven years in the league. He had 600 yards last year. Previous he stiff-armed a man to death. He did. He did. Put him on the IR. It was just a beautiful play. Uh, but previous to that, his career high was 391 yards. I expect him to get closer to that than the 600 yards with 50 receptions he had last year. I mean, he only had four touchdowns. He's supposed to be their red zone threat. You know, I think uh, James Conner has a fine year. I think with the emergence of Washington, he's going to have a fine year. I think Ben does what he always does. But stop hyping up Vance McDonald over one giant stiff-arm play that killed a man. Like He's he's solid, but you're going to be a little bit disappointed in what he puts up this year. A, a six-year fluke, just sorry. Brandon Lloyd did it one year too, right? You made a statement there, and I think you're completely wrong in that sentence. Big Ben is not going to do what Big Ben always does. Thought about that That's one. my bust. Thought about right? it, too. He lost AB. They threw 675 times last year. Whoa. That is the fourth most attempts all time. All time. Oh, my God. Not going to happen. Now, Big Ben also had 54% of his yards came after the catch. Big Ben's best years are behind him. That's my bust. Man, I'm not going to go quite that deep on Big Ben being the bust. I'm actually going to go in the direction of Mark Barron. Uh, I I said it on another podcast, not another, it was ours, but I said it on another episode that I still think that Vince Williams is probably the second best uh, inside linebacker on that team. He just needed to be beside a stud. He's going to be beside a stud now. I don't think Mark Barron is better at this point in his career than Vince Williams could be at this point in his career. So, Mark Barron's my bust. I just don't think he's going to be linebacker two material like he should be. I smell what you're stepping in. I like uh, that. I smell what you're stepping in. That's, that's I, I good. Love, I love Mark Barron. I, I can't. I can't agree <laughs> with you. I think that both of both middle linebackers should be Barron and Bush. I think they're both going to have great years. On to the Cleveland Super Bowl champion Cleveland Browns. All right, I'm title. Gonna- I'm going to start with a breakout, and it's kind of a reemergence more than a breakout. It's going to be Jarvis Landry. Landry had a terrible season last year. I mean, it was you expected. How does he change rules to a reemergence? Well, he's arms. He can do what he wants. What what the is a reemergence? He did it with Kenny Stills too. Okay, keep going. Sorry, Listen, I interrupted. I, I you. just, I just think that he ends up with his rapport. He came on strong, you know, in the second half of the season versus the first five games when he's playing with a hot garbage quarterback. The rapport that he builds with Baker is just going to end up getting better and better. I mean, I wanted to talk about Njoku and kind of say the same thing, but Landry actually has sure hands. Um, I mean, he was respectable with 81 catches and uh, 976 yards but i could see him getting back over that 100 catch threshold uh getting back over the you know more than four touchdowns at least probably six or seven and being someone that's uh wide receiver two worthy maybe in the back end of wide receiver one all right okay my breakout's david and joku guy's got great talent he's worked on his drops he showed a little bit of connection with baker there towards the end of the last season they got the new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. He's going to treat. <clears throat> he's going to create some opportunities for him to showcase why the Browns took him at 29th overall two years ago. I can't quite go in that same direction with you. I would like to, but I'm going to go unconventional yet again. Antonio Callaway. He is my breakout. I know that you've got Jarvis Landry on that team. 
I know you've got Odell Beckham Jr. on that team. You also have Baker Mayfield on that team. And we've seen it with the Saints and uh, who else? I had it on the tip of my tongue, but we've seen it with the Saints. <coughs> that was terrible. He choked up. We've seen it with the Packers at times. Baker's going to be able to support three wide receivers. And I think Antonio Callaway is going to put up good enough numbers for a wide receiver three, low-end, low-end wide receiver three, which in my eyes is a breakout. Didn't Callaway say he's wanting 1,000 yards this year? Every, well, I mean, everyone if, wants 1,000 yards. Exactly. If he would have said, like, give me well, give me 328 it. yards. Give me 328. <laughs> and two touchdowns. I'll be ecstatic. No, you won't. No, you won't. So, bust. Odell Beckham Jr. It's merely people. Listen, he's still being no. drafted as a top five wide receiver. Probably because he is. He is, talent-wise. Yeah. But until he gets in and starts working on the rapport with Baker while everyone else is building it, I think he's going to have a down, kind of a downtrodden year versus what he normally does. Uh, OBJ, when healthy, averages like 1,350 yards. And I think uh, double-digit touchdowns. I think it's like 10 or 12. When healthy, he's never finished a season. He's never played a full 16 games. Okay. Well, still, it's like 1,200, 1,500, or excuse me, 1,200 or 1,350 yards. And – I just don't think he gets to those numbers this year. I don't think that he gets the target share that he's used to. It's been a while since Arms got some back talk on this shit. It has. I'm just saying, man. The, throwing the him guy, off. The guy's quarterback proof. He's like, he's he's nook. No, he, listen. He's quarterback the, the, the proof. Problem. He could he could honestly come out here in Barker's yard and he could catch 1,300 yards from me. He's that good. He's going from Eli Manning to Baker Mayfield. And you're telling me he's going to bust? Boo this man. I'm saying bust versus <laughs> ADP. I think he finishes closer to ten than one. Is he is he the first wide receiver off the board right now? He's probably top three. Probably. I don't have his ADP in front of me. I guarantee he's still top five. Guarantee. Well, yeah, he's still top five, and he deserves to be. He's going from Eli Manning to Baker Mayfield. Baker spreads the ball pretty well. Baker's a far superior quarterback than Eli has been with Odell at any point. He will not be fed through a water hose like he was with Eli Manning. You can't talk crap about Eli to arms. You know better. My bust is uh, Morgan Burnett. Now, he's currently slated as the starting safety. Uh, the dude hasn't been the same since 2014 when he was a monster. Uh, he's 30 now, so I see him losing that job to uh, Red Red Wine. Sheldrick Red Wine. <laughs> red, red, Red Wine. Uh, Sir. Oh, man, I love it. Neither him or Jermaine Whitehead, but I didn't have a catchy name for Whitehead. So. Uh, I'm going to go David Njoku on the bus side. Like, I like him. I, I really hope he pans out. But I just, with Beckham in tow and Landry and what I'm projecting as a second-year step up for Antonio Callaway, I just think Njoku's going to be kind of average. And I think he's going to be that way until he gets out of Cleveland and goes somewhere where a guy like Eli Manning can pepper him the ball. Just I feel like, I feel like we have to say Nick Chubb. Not as a bust. Just when speaking of the Browns, you have to say Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. It's, it's a contract obligation. Yeah, he's a beast. But the question is, once the suspension from Hunt is over, means Nick Chubb. nothing. I, I still think Chubb's a superior running back myself. Chubb. But I do think it becomes more of a shared workload than most people want to admit. Nick Chubb. All right. All right, we've gotten halfway through the AFC West. We'll definitely have to speed it up a little bit if we want to squeeze this thing on there, but we can do that. Arms, who are we going with? 
Uh, go, moving to the South in Houston. Got a breakout for the South? Oh, yeah. The whole South. The, the whole, whole South. South. The whole South. <laughs> Nothing but the South? No. I'm going to, once again, Houston, the Houston Texans. And I'm going to sing a song Kiki, are you healthy? Because when he is, he's a freaking stud. Kiki Cootie. If, if healthy this year, is going to be the wide receiver, too, on that team. I do think he's a better talent than Will Fuller. I think Fuller obviously can't stay healthy either. So give me a Kiki as the breakout on that team. He's uh, severely underdrafted for his his value to that team. When playing, they find every way possible to get him the ball, and that will come back into the fold. He's got a great quarterback. He's got a great receiver across from him. I think Kiki's going to have a fun year. All right, I got Lamar Miller. Uh, he finishes what, running what? back 24. Is it We were talking about breakouts, not bust. No, 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 that's my breakout guy. Okay. Dante Foreman's nothing, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm not concerned about him. I could I could see... Uh, I'm not concerned about Dante Foreman either, but I am concerned well, some about names, Lamar Miller. Some names that were in front of Lamar Miller last year, <coughs> Kenyon Drake, Tevin Coleman, Kareem Hunt, AP, Eckler, Jordan Howard, I, they're, they're all being drafted before... Miller and I'll take Miller over every one of those guys. Uh, Texas added they they added linemen in the draft and the tight end coach is the new offensive coordinator and they're going to keep that scheme and Miller's going to be fed the ball. I'm interested to see how this uh, what kind of fruition this comes to. I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. Give me Zach Cunningham. Like I I've held on to him for the past couple years. He literally is one of my favorite IDP guys to have on any team because I believe in him through and through, and I think Zach Cunningham is going to finish as a top 10 linebacker this year. Give me Zach Cunningham. So moving on to the busts, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller's had two seasons of over 1,000 yards. Yeah, he's been right up against. He had uh, 973 last year. He offers – little in the past game for what you expected him to be. You expected him out of college to be a 70 to 80 reception guy. He's like a 30 to 40 reception guy. Yeah, they added some offensive linemen. It's probably because Dante Foreman's going to end up being the running back for that team. Lamar Miller is not good, and he's not going to make that change this year. He never gets into the end zone. I mean, two seasons of eight touchdowns after that, his best season's five? Give me a break. Lamar Miller, he's not good. People are still holding out hope. The guy's 28 years old. This dude, it's it's the same thing every year. It's Devontae Parker hype, Lamar Miller trash talk. It's every year. People expect him to go away. He is the herpes of the NFL. He's not going anywhere. No, Frank Gore is the herpes of the NFL. Lamar Miller... <laughs> Lamar Miller is going away because Dante Foreman's a better he's running back. Not, he's ba- not. Basically, anybody that's played for Miami is the herpes of the NFL, <laughs> is what we're saying here. Yes. All right, for my bust, it's uh, this whoever, is also true. whoever plays tight end for the Texans. I don't want any of them. Uh, Waring, he's a good prospect, and uh, but Bill O'Brien runs a lot of two tight end sets um, with New England. Um, but to be honest, I'd rather run the third stringer in Indy than run anyone in Texans tight end room. I'm, I'm with Lambert. Uh, whoever's starting at tight end for the Texans, which a lot of people think it's Cahill wearing, it, it's hands off for me. I like Cahill wearing. <laughs> moving on to the Colts. <laughs> uh, my breakout, uh, this speaks more based on what's happened in the draft. Uh, Marlon Mack is finally healthy. I, I, Turn of 
the Mac? This is where he finally gets, you know, over that 1,000-yard cusp. I believe he's going to have 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, because he is the guy who actually can carry the workload. He can do all three downs in Indianapolis. That's very important. He can uh, pass block. Yeah, you got Naheem Hines who can catch the ball a little bit, but what's he going to do? I mean, he's, he's a situational guy. Mac doesn't have to come off field. He comes <laughs> off the field for spells. Mac, now that healthy, this is going to be the best year of his career. He's not going to be a superstar, but he's going to be very good, and it's going to be a pleasant surprise for you. Well, and the coach came out and said he's the guy. Exactly. So. Everyone, I think most people expect him to draft a running back this year, and they did not. Yep. Looks good for him. I'm going to take uh, Clayton Gathers. Uh, he ranked 33rd last year, but he missed a few games. Now, his points per game would have put him at safety 11. Now, they've got an improved defense, uh, you know, so he's only going to be more productive. The D-line got better. They still have Darius Leonard, uh, you know, picking up the middle of that defense. And I think they're just going to – the offense is going to put up a bunch of points, causing uh, Gathers to eat. I love the Gathers pick, actually. I kind of agree there with you. Uh, I am going to swing back to Mack. <clears throat> I think Marlon Mack does become a top 12 running back uh, i don't say 12 often but i think he's going to fall just a just a bit outside the top 10 but i like marlon mack as the breakout but i i love the gathers pick too arms indie bust eric ebron i know he finished with really solid last year but jack doyle barely played jack doyle is usually the first one of the first looks at least with Andrew Luck. I mean, whenever they're on the field together, Ebron is not nearly as productive as he is whenever they're not. I mean, against the Texans, Ebron had, uh, you know, or excuse me, the Patriots, he had 31 points. Against the Jaguars, he had 28. Okay. That's basically right around injury time for Jack Doyle. Doyle looks to be fully healthy. He's back to full speed. I think this becomes more of a, as we've seen before, the tight end by committee, so to speak, in Indianapolis, and it greatly reduces the uh, the potential for Ebron. What do you finish like sixth, you know, fifth, something like that? I just I don't see him finishing that spot again. I wanted to say Ebron, uh, basically because the touchdown numbers are pretty much he's not going to be able to repeat that. But I'm going to give Funches. Uh, right now he's currently slated as a starter, um, but I think he's going to end up losing that job to Paris Campbell uh, before the season. I'm going to go in a similar direction. My bust is T.Y. Hilton. and I thought about that. I'm, I'm just not – I don't believe in T.Y. Hilton as much as I believe – this is going to be a weird statement. I believe Paris Campbell is going to be – the big play guy on that team. I believe they're going to use Paris Campbell in so many ways that it knocks T.Y. Hilton down a peg. Not saying he's not fantasy startable. Like, he's still going to be startable. But I don't think he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver. I think Paris Campbell is going to cancel him out. I'm not calling Campbell as my breakout because I think both of those guys could slot in at 22 and 23 as far as like where they rank at the end of the season, which is why I gave Marlon Mack the nod. But T.Y. Hilton, for what you got to pay for him, uh, I'm going to pass on him and wait a good while longer and grab Paris Campbell. I like it. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I've, I've considered... I mean, I still like Hilton, but I'm, yeah. you know, it's it's hard to disagree that he'll come down a little a bit. A lot of people, I mean, whenever you have luck fully healthy with Hilton, everyone's like, oh, that's magic. Well, Luck never really had that number two wide receiver. Now right. he does. Who could potentially be the and number Campbell's one? that yak monster. I mean, he's going to catch a short ball and take it 
forever. Yeah. Like, it's... And he's... I mean, he's fast. I, yeah. I'm not a big Campbell fan based on his hands, but if he can correct it... Jugs machine, just from now until August. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, moving on to Jacksonville. Moving on down to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. My breakout candidate here is going to be Ronnie Harrison. Uh, oh, I like moving it. into yeah, the starting role, Harrison was fine last year in situational uh, in situational roles. He never started really. Um, Twenty four tackles, uh, eight assists. I think he threw in a sack and he had you know a few pass defenses, interceptions. Now he's on the field full time. Ronnie Harrison's. As I've said before, Alabama safeties just seem to be productive in the NFL. I expect nothing less than Ronnie Harrison to continue that trend. Adding uh, Josh Allen up front just means more more rushed passes. You know, more bad decisions made by opposing quarterbacks. I think Harrison's going to have a good year. Love that pick. That was almost mine. Uh, but I went a different way, and I feel like I'm going to be just ridiculed for this. Fournette. It's my breakout. I'm not going to ridicule you. What? He's not dead in the water yet. Injuries, I mean, I injuries like aside, okay, last year when the dude played, 52% of the time he scored running back one numbers. 71% of the time he was in a running back two. Now, towards the end of last year, did you know the Jags were down four out of five offensive linemen? They had a Juwan Taylor in the draft. Their line's looking good now, and I expect him to bounce back. I, I'm not going to bash you on it, but uh, I, I am – doesn't mean I'm not going to go in the opposite direction. No, I know. He's probably going to be somebody's bust. He's mine. He's yeah. mine. But I'll, I'll go break out first, and, and I'm going to stick to my guns. Uh, Keelan Cole has showed a pretty good rapport with Nick Foles in, in, so far in OTAs. That's not my guy. I still think it's D.D. Westbrook. To me, D.D. Westbrook is going to be the wide receiver to own in Jacksonville. And on that topic, I do want to add, like, these na- may not be big names, but Jacksonville has quietly surrounded Nick Foles with D.D., Marquise Lee, and Keelan Cole. They were already there. Mm-hmm. They've added Chris Conley, who's an underrated real yep. Yep. real NFL player, not fantasy. They also added Terrell Pryor. Yes. If Terrell Pryor's healthy, the weapons are there for Nick Foles to succeed, in my opinion. Is he their backup quarterback? <laughs> he should be. Probably. He should be. But I mean, Pryor is better than Tanner Lee. Pryor has proven that he can play the game. I, I really do believe that injuries sapped away a lot of his production uh, in Washington. But we'll we'll see how that pans out. I'm not calling him as a breakout. But D.D. Westbrook, he's my guy to break out there. I think that Nick Foles is going to be just good enough to finally give us a wide receiver in Jacksonville to be excited about. Okay. So moving on to, uh, to Bust. Just it, now's the time to move away from Kalias Campbell. All right, Campbell now has superior pass rushers on his team. I think that you know, with the emergence of Josh Allen, yeah, I think he's he's going to get to the quarterback a lot next year. I think Yannick's going to kind of step back up because Yannick. You, you knew he was missing. Hold on a second. I was going to call him my bust just because of arms. <laughs> well, my, what I'm getting at is Yannick. He wants defensive end number one number payday he wants to be paid as an elite pass rusher he wasn't last year he was mediocre he's got he's got motivation i mean look at uh, players who play in contract years typically it's very high points in their careers so give me Kalias out the sacks are going to go to allen and campbell or excuse me allen and uh, yannick and i just think it kind of fades Kalias back and he's with that being said he's 32 he'll be 33 at the beginning of the season yeah, age is not a bad age, is, age is working against him. I don't hate it. I'm sure Niddle does. My bust uh, here is going to be Nick Foles. 
I'm just not a fan of Nick Foles. I think he's a bridge quarterback for Jacksonville. Uh, They'll draft their franchise guy next year. Now, he did win Super Bowl MVP. I get it. Uh, But before his return to the Eagles, he was a journeyman backup, and he was coddled by a Doug Peterson offense for the past couple years. Man, I don't hate that. I mean, mean, Nick Foles is better than what they've had in a while. But I don't don't, don't think he's going to be – I'm a Bortles guy, so – I think how are you again? again he had gone. he had four out of five offensive linemen out. How how are you gonna? You've got sheets blowing in the wind trying to stop guys from sacking him. Uh, NFL yeah. teams go for quarterbacks that can overcome that stuff, which is not Foles. I'd rather have Bortles than Foles, but all right. My, my my bust is Leonard Fournette. And that's not a testament to how he runs the ball. I just, I think the combination of his locker room presence, his attitude, the ankle, and the fact that they brought in Raquel Armstead, not to mention Benny Cunningham, who I think is a better real running back than, than fantasy. Another one of those uh, testaments to like a Chris Conley. Benny Cunningham's a solid guy. I think that they could get what they want out of the run game with Raquel Armstead and Benny Cunningham, to be honest. So, Leonard Fournette, I don't expect him to string together a whole bunch of healthy games. Just I'm going with the easy call. It is an easy call, honestly. Bust Fournette. We talked How long has Benny Cunningham been in the league? For freaking ever. It seems like it. I don't know if seems he has, but like it, it. it seems like it. I feel like he played for the Rams right before Gurley went there. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Him and uh, Trey. Oh, Trey Mason. Surprisingly, Trey he's, Mason. Only, yeah. yep. he's only 28. Wow. Okay. Wow. He's, 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 he's like a breakout Frank potential. Wow. No freaking like doubt. Move us on, arms. Uh, so my breakout, I had had him as breakout last year. For Everything for Tennessee. Okay, okay. okay. Tennessee, okay we're, here still, we go. we're still in the South. Sorry. I'm glad you let us know what team we're talking about. For Tennessee, my breakout, he was primed to have a great spot last year based on opportunity, and he didn't. Johnny Smith. But as the season rolled along, he started off with a bunch of just trash games. But weeks 9, 10, 11, and 12, he had uh, double-digit games all four of those weeks. He built a little bit of rapport with a trash quarterback. You know, Marks Mariota is not good. Marks Mariota does want to gravitate towards tight end. I don't believe Delaney Walker is going to be healthy. They do like to run a lot of two tight end sets. Why? Because they want to run the ball. You know, you have it set up for Derrick Henry to potentially get as many yards as possible. You're going to put the right personnel out there to make that happen. And if you're if you're running two tight ends, two wide receivers, and you're wanting to pass, Johnny Smith is going to be to me a little bit better option going into this season than Delaney Walker will be. I look for uh, Corey Davis to finally put it together this year. Derrick Henry's gonna gonna come in. He's gonna run well. He's gonna relieve pressure off that passing game. Mariota is finally healthy. All right, he can feel his fingers this year, and I think he's gonna get the ball to Corey Davis. Hmm. I, I almost I'm, had him as my bust. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna go with AJ Brown. I just think AJ Brown's a better wide receiver than Corey Davis is. And I think he's. That. I think he's gonna it, prove it year one. It was. It was hard for me to throw a rookie in. For, for the breakout. It's for me too, but I'm I almost with went it. with A.J. Brown just based on the same thing you said. A.J. Brown. I, I, I think he'll lead the team in touchdowns. So my bust is going to be Derrick Henry. Here we freaking go again with the Derrick Henry hype. It's unbelievable. Everyone talks about how he's going to have a great year. Okay, statistically at the end of the season, awesome. He, he killed it. But what did he do the rest of the year? 
whenever the, the the teams he's playing are at the end of the year, the Jaguars who were the shell of themselves, the Jets who suck, the Giants who suck, the Redskins who suck, and the Colts who've never had a good run defense. Tell me again why Derrick Henry should be a number uh, why, a running back number one on your team. I well, he shouldn't support Derrick Henry. I mean, I do too. He shouldn't be your number one running back. He on shouldn't your be team, your one. He should be your two. Yeah, but I, I, I think he, I think he runs well enough. My uh, my bust is Adam Humphreys. Uh, from week six to seventeen last year, he was a wide receiver fifteen. Uh, it's not going to happen this year. The Titans get back Delaney Walker. They drafted AJ Brown. Uh, Humphrey's pretty much an afterthought at this point. Uh, Mariota can't support that many people uh, with what I assume is going to be a run first team. Hundred percent with you, Adam Humphreys, uh, big free agent signing. And and while I like Adam Humphreys, it was that, exciting when they first got him. Yeah, well, no, I don't think it was. But I mean, he's that guy that's always open but until but, they got AJ Brown. Yeah, it's it's Mariota. If Mariota goes down and Tannehill gets in, give me Humphreys all day long. He'll pull his best Jarvis Landry impression. But I don't. I am not going to project injury here. I'm with you, Adam Humphreys, big time bust. Uh, not to say he doesn't help that team, but Mariota cannot support AJ Brown, Corey Davis, and Adam Humphreys. That's a that's a joke. Yep. Right. Move us on there, silence. Okay. Um, moving on to the uh, the West. I'm going to start with Denver. The Carter. The the, the Denver Broncos. Starting off with my breakout candidate is Deshaun uh, Hamilton. Deshaun Ooh, Hamilton, yeah. last four games, I mean, he eight or more targets. I mean, once Emmanuel Sanders went down, Deshaun Hamilton was a very fantasy startable uh, wide receiver. I think that that continues on this year. It wouldn't surprise him if he actually pushed for a starting role. And at a minimum, obviously, he's going to be in on three wide receiver sets. I think that he could possibly lead that team in targets, if not be the number two guy in targets on that team. Um PPR is where I'm going with this. It's not necessarily touchdowns, not necessarily a ton of yards, but I think from a PPR standpoint, Hamilton will have the, the best year out of the three wide receivers. I can dig it. I'm going Royce Freeman here. Uh, Philip Lindsay was good last year, don't get me wrong, but hit rates for undrafted free agents is low. I'm calling last year an outlier for that. Royce Freeman, he's got that draft pedigree, new coaching regime. I think he's going to get all that early down work, and I think he's going to be a beast. I, I'm going to give one, but I want to give special mention because I was so torn between two players, and you guys will laugh at it, two lesser-known players. is, is uh, They were in contention to be breakouts. i got to mention them both. But I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go with Josie Jewell as my breakout player for that team. I do believe that he is going to be a tackling machine for Denver from now and into the future. I don't care where he was drafted, how slow his 40 time is, I don't care that he's not a top athlete. Neither was Zach Thomas. I think Josie Jewell is going to be a very Zach Thomas-like player, and I think he's he, he is going to lead the team in tackles. I love Josie Jewell as a super cheap, super cheap, I mean almost free pickup uh, for your team in IDP leagues. Tim Patrick was the guy I was thinking about beside him. I'm not sold on Cortland Sutton. I do like Deshaun Hamilton, but Tim Patrick, when he's gotten the chance to play, has been really solid and i believe he is also a third year guy i think he breaks out before sutton and hamilton get the chance to i still think Summelton. i still think sutton is going to be startable i just think tim patrick is also going to surprise people and put up enough numbers to be a low-end wide receiver three and to me 
a name like Tim Patrick, that's a breakout for me. I think he does my taxes. <laughs> I, mean, I do like the Josie Jewel pick. The dude's got the uh, nose for the football, and and I think he, I think you're right. I think he's absolutely going to break out. The only downfall with Josie Jewel is he's probably very likely going to be a two down guy. You 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 are just a Jewel hater. I kind of am. Yes. Yes. So moving on to bust, I think it, it's time to move on beyond Emmanuel Sanders. I just feel like the younger guys are better at this point. I mean, don't get me wrong. Emmanuel Sanders, hey, he's had a great career. Is he going to play though? If even if he does, I just don't. I don't think he's one of the top two target guys. I actually don't think he's a top three target guy because I think Fant starts taking a lot of the share as well. So he's going to slide in as the number four target on this team. Maybe even as low as five. Whenever you start figuring in the running backs, like, Sanders, it's he's beyond his prime. He's got injuries that creep up on him every year. I'm going to pass on all Emmanuel Sanders shares at this point, and it, it's it's not close for me with him and the other two wide receivers. That's where I was going to, Manny Sanders. I mean, he's 32 years old. He's coming off an Achilles injury, which most people don't come back from. Deshaun Hamilton, he played well in the slot. They got Sutton on the outside, and they drafted the best pass catcher, pass catching tight end in the draft this year. So. Philip Lindsay for me, I just don't see him repeating that, and I think Royce Freeman is good enough to offset him enough to be considered to be a bust compared to what he did year one. I again, I hate projecting injury, but Philip Lindsay is kind of a slender guy that they're going to give a lot of carries from the get go, and I think he falters this year. I think Royce Freeman's more built for the job. Not saying he's the better running back. I love what I saw out of Philip Lindsay, but I just don't expect him to be able to handle 200-plus carries this year. I like it. I don't disagree. So, moving on to Kansas City. My breakout's going to be Demarcus Robinson. Becomes a familiarity issue. So, part of the reason why Demarcus Robinson wasn't better last year is they had Chris Conley. Conley's now gone. Robinson's, I think, the tallest receiver they have on the whole daggone depth chart at six foot one. Uh, he had, I believe, five touchdowns last year, uh, three consecutive in his last in his last three games. They built the rapport. They they let Conley go. I think Robinson is is he's to me. I think Watkins is more of a just a deep ball threat, not necessarily a good receiver. Even if you get Tyreek Hill back, they still have to have a number two, and I believe it's uh, Demarcus Robinson. I'm gonna go with the uh, Honey Badger. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna feast in his new home. Chiefs bolstered their uh, D line with Frank Clark. They still have Chris Jones and Okafor. You got Hitchens and Raglan there at the linebacker spot, and uh, I'm looking at a top twenty season out of Mathow. Hmm. Damian Williams. I'm going with him as my breakout. I don't think anyone they added is much of a threat to Damian Williams. I saw a burst I had never seen in Damian Williams Williams last season. And I've seen a lot of Miami games being a Miami fan. I watched a lot of Damian Williams, capable pass catcher, capable goal line back and short yardage guy, but never had the acceleration of the burst to get himself a starting job. He did something. He went to arms AP down there in Florida or something. He got quicker. He got faster. His acceleration has improved. I think Damian Williams has always been the blue collar work hard guy in the locker room. And I think he's worked hard enough to get himself a little extra athleticism. He's going to be a breakout this year. I have no qualms about owning Damian Williams as my third or fourth back with the hope that I can start him at plenty of points in the season. 
I don't hate the Damian Williams six, but how many years has he been in the league? It, it feels like he's been in the league forever. And Four, just, maybe? Just yeah, not, not, not very long. He was, a, he was a free agent, I believe, signed in 2014. He's been in the league, uh, yeah, six years, 27 years old. Yeah. Granted, he's not going to do it for a long period of time if he does break out, maybe two years, but give me those two years. Give them to me. So, for a bust, you're talking about a, a a very high level defensive end, Frank Clark. I just don't think he repeats what he did last year. I mean, he had 14 sacks last year. I mean, very productive, but that's also the high point of his career. Uh, I think that his pass rush ability, he's the only guy they really have to account for that much in in the pass rush in uh, in Kansas City. I feel like he gets a lot of double teams this year and. Unfortunately, that that's a downslide for his uh, fantasy production. So I think Frank Clark's going to be a little bit of disappointment versus what you're expecting out of him. I can see that. I'm going uh, with McCole Hardman. I'm I'm gonna say his 2019 outlook doesn't look good. All right, he's fast, but he's not he's not Tyreek Light, uh, which a lot of people are expecting him to be. Uh, there's very little tape of what he's done in college. He played mostly out of the slot, uh, which helps his small frame get off the line. Uh, he doesn't do well with contested catches. Uh, he doesn't like to go over the middle and catch it in traffic. Uh, I like Hardman as a dynasty stash, but not for this year. Um, and Tyreek Hill could be back. He could be back. And even if he's not, I'm with Lambert 1,000% here. Again, we and I'm not saying that we're the end all, but we are close to the end all in, in fantasy information. I'm being, <laughs> I'm just, I'm being silly. But Miko Hardman, he was not on our radar. He was not on anyone's radar for the most part. I'm sure someone on Twitter is going to be like, here, I posted it. Uh, Miko Hardman said he was a sleeper. Well, that's great. We all pick sleepers, but no one predicted that this guy would be a first-round dynasty freaking fantasy pick, and he doesn't deserve to be. He is not not going to step into a role, even if Tyree Kill is gone. Miko Hardman's not going to all of a sudden be a wide receiver one or two. It's not going to happen his best case scenario is low end three numbers. I've said that so many times this show that I want to punch myself, but Miko Hardman is absolutely a bust. Give me Demarcus Robinson at the price. Give me Sammy Watkins at the price. Give me freaking Marcus Kemp at the price, which is free. I don't want Miko Hardman at the price that he's currently garnering. I have a cousin named Garner. Yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. Moving on to the Chargers. My breakout's going to be BMW. Give me some big Mike Williams. I mean, six foot four red zone threat. The guy had 10 touchdowns on 43 receptions last year. What I think happens this year is he gets Garner's a little bit more of the target share. A cousin named Garner. I know you do. I know you do. I'm, I, I teed you up for that. There's no Tyrell Williams anymore. So now he doesn't have to share those targets. That's just more feeding him. I think that he's the best wide receiver on that team. Yes, above Keenan Allen. I think that at the end of the day that they start kind of regressing towards each or progressing towards each other you get uh, mike williams numbers get 70s and 80s in receptions and you start seeing keenan allen's numbers go down a little bit uh, and he wasn't as great last year as everyone thought he was going to be anyway so i think williams is poised for a monstrous year building rapport with a potential hall of fame quarterback in philip rivers and, and a great running game behind him i gotta agree with you that's who i had as my pick terrell williams is gone uh, you know, he only got 66 targets last year, so, he's, I mean, it's going to increase with that. Hunter Henry's coming back, so that'll help That'll help him also. Mike Williams, hands down. Uh, I think that's our first three-peat it is. of the yeah. show, and we're at the end, of course. So, 
it's fitting. But Mike Williams, like you guys said, Tyrell Williams is gone. Keenan Allen has been somewhat inconsistent. I actually think Mike Williams is a fantastic guy to stash on your uh, dynasty teams right now. My breakout as well, and it's not even close. Bust arms. Uh, bust? It's Hunter Henry. Why do people think he's going to be an absolute stud? I got the, the same guy. guy. Had, he had one season with Antonio Gates also playing. I believe there were some injuries involved in that year. But he had eight touchdowns. 2017, played the biggest part of the season, only had four. Did not play last year at all. I have no faith that Hunter Henry is going to even be relevant for fantasy purposes at all. Why do people keep thinking that he's – I've saw posts that say he's approaching elite. The guy's not even approaching mediocre well, I've seen yet. top five. Yeah, he's that, a top five tight end. That's ludicrous. Hunter, Hunter Henry, listen, he's got the skill set, but injuries have got to account for something in your thought process. Like, you put, you're putting him above O.J. Howard? Well, O.J. was injured. Hunter Henry didn't play last year at all. I mean, give me a break. The guy's – I think he's talented. But I just don't think that he's been around enough to build rapport like the other guys have. All right. I went Adrian Phillips. Uh, the dude finished in the top 20 in our league of record last year. Uh, the Chargers went out and drafted Adderley, who I think is an awesome prospect. And I think he can immediately see the field and take that job from him. Hunter Henry. Uh, Hunter Henry's my guy. I, I just, I'm with arms. I mean, he had some touchdowns his rookie season. Well, I don't think he's a bad tight end. I think he's got the upside to be one of the better tight ends. I just don't see it happening. I don't think it's going to come to fruition. Hunter Henry, it's been a while since we've seen you do anything for our fantasy teams, and I think we've, we're not done waiting yet. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Moving on to my Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, breakout. It's going to be Derek Carr. Carr's got the best weapons he's ever had in his entire career. He finally has a viable running back. He has an elite wide receiver. He's got a very viable number two wide receiver and a rookie tied in. I mean, their offensive line wasn't what it was expected to be last year, but it's not like it's bad. I mean, you've got uh, Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown. Like, that's not a bad offensive line. He's going to get some more protection this year. The running game is going to help. I think Carr gets back into that conversation of a top 10 level quarterback. That's who I picked as well, was Derek Carr. Um, basically just because the line is uh, is upgraded, He's, his weapons have upgraded, and he was an MVP candidate not so long ago. So I, I like I like the Derek Carr pick. Give me Tyrell Williams. Uh, we just talked about, about him. him. Just talked about him leaving uh, Los Angeles. They're the Chargers. I always want to say San Diego. But Tyrell Williams, like, Antonio Brown's going to be good. I, I fully believe that. I don't think he's going to be Pittsburgh good, but he's still going to be really good. And I think Tyrell Williams is going to be one heck of a compliment. Derek Carr can support two wide receivers, in my opinion. I, he hasn't really done it before. But, but he's Amari, had two Amari, wide receivers like this. Yeah, he's never had two wide receivers like this. And him and Amari Cooper, there was just something that didn't work. So give me Tyrell Williams as the breakout. I fully believe that he puts up 1,000 yards. I think he gets seven touchdowns on top of that. Okay. So my bust is going to be the safeties, both of them, Carl Joseph, LaMarcus Joyner. I just don't feel like either one of them are going to approach that 
category you expect him to be in. Lamarck's uh, Joiner's had fantasy productive years in the past. I think he actually loses his job this year to Jonathan Abram. I think that the volume of the pass defenses at the safety position is Jonathan Abram knocking the ball down, getting the interceptions. I think the volume of the tackles at the safety position ends up being Jonathan Abram. Carl Joseph, it's kind of been a wait and see. He's an elite athlete. The dude lays the wood like none other. But he's also not a high-volume guy from any aspect. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to steer away from both of the current starting safeties. All right, I can I can dig that. I'm going to go with Darren Waller, currently slated as starting tight end for the Oakland Raiders. Um, you know, Coming out, he wasn't that good of a prospect. He's an all right blocker. Uh, he doesn't run good routes. Um, and I, I, it's, it's hard to call – Foster Monroe, uh, you know, is a potential breakout. Monroe, Monroe. No, there's no end. Gotcha. But still, Darren Waller, um, not going to happen. I don't. I don't think he's going to put up num- or their tight ends. Doesn't matter who's there. It's not going to put up anything like Jared Cook did last year. I agree, and I think Foster Monroe ends up season starting job by the end of camp. Right, but I didn't want to say he's going to have a massive massive year. First year tight end. I, I, no. don't, I don't see it. Going in the same direction as Lambert. Uh, Dr. Moreau, Mr. Foster Moreau, I don't believe he, – he's the bust for me. I don't think even if he takes that job is going to be anything special. Darren Waller, same thing. None of the tight ends in Oakland are going to do anything close to what Jared Cook did. So Foster Moreau or Darren Waller, whoever you want to say, tight end, Oakland, or Carrier bust. or whoever the heck else. Played. Yeah, Paul Butler, Luke Wilson, whoever, not, not putting hands on him. I don't disagree. I think Moreau will be a fine pro, but probably not a fine fantasy aspect or fantasy prospect. There it is. Whoop! I do love there the direction is. that Oakland's offense is going, though. I do too. I, I I think they have a solid running back, a potentially solid quarterback, a good wide receiver core. They've worked on their offensive and de- defensive line just enough to where I think it's going to work out. We'll see. I, I think Oakland could surprise some people and, and win seven games. I would be ecstatic if they won seven games. Absolutely, seven, seven's a little. That's a reach. Well, they're you're wearing, going, they're you're going wearing a Lions shirt. May I remind you? Just to clarify, uh, I see the Lions win more games than the Raiders. They're going zero and six in the West. So, like, I'll, I'll, I'll split the other ten games. Yeah, seven, yeah. seven out of you know, seven out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So. They also have the, I think, the hardest schedule in this year's NFL. Of course they do. That's what. That's how well, they, you reward the Raiders, who had 17 first-round draft picks. Sounds like something a Raiders fan would say. Absolutely. No, it, it came out. And part of that is because they play Denver twice. They play uh, San Diego twice. They play uh, the Chiefs twice. But the Buckeyes have the hardest schedule this year, too, don't they? <laughs> You're a Buckeyes fan. What are you bashing? It? They're probably about 107. I'm just bashing you, not the Buckeyes. Yeah. I think Arms has the hardest schedule uh, at work this year. Right. What is it, 9 to 5? 9 to 5. I'm working 50 hours. Leave me alone. It's uh, it's a hard schedule, bro. Uh, You're doing one hell of a job with it. Whatever. Get out of my face. I'm not in your face. You're you're too close. This is is my bubble. Clearly a handful of feet away from you. All right. Anything to add? Anything you want to talk about? Do you have a torso you would like to describe on the air? Anything like that? Or are we just signing off? I really wish I never would have brought up the torso. I really wish I never would have made a rape (laughs) joke, but it's too late for that. I wish you wouldn't have as well. I feel like we we lost both You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's going to be okay. Listen, you watch comedy specials, and and I'm not saying I'm Dave Chappelle, but people say offensive words to make funny jokes funny haha rape's not a funny thing 
you know, none of this is a funny thing, but by God, can we at least laugh about raping a defense? We've used that term before. It just happens to be not with Kellen Winslow involved. What a fall from grace. I mean, we've made some Aaron Hernandez hanging around jokes as well. Wasn't he a first-round draft pick? Who cares? He's a piece of human garbage. No, I'm just saying, like, you have have the world by the ass, and what do you do? Shut up, Parker. That's not where I was going with this. (laughs) If it wasn't, it should have been. But, I mean, the the guy had every opportunity to succeed. His his dad was a professional football player. Like, (laughs) you you were set up for success from birth, (coughs) and you fail at life. Try harder. Try harder, Kellen. Just garbage. I I make a joke, and you say, Kellen Winsome's got the world by the ass. He had the world by the ass. Now now, now someone's going to have him by the ass. Deserved it. It happens. He's a soldier. It's karma. <laughs> it is karma. Uh, all right. If we offended any of you, if I offended any of you, and arms is like comment. I'm just kidding. Let me know. I'll change it up. I'll, I'll clean out my dirty mouth with orbit, so to speak. But thanks again for listening to the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks, Lambert, for being here. Again, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review kind of the same thing but on different podcast platforms they call them rate they call them review help us out though been a while since we got a review get on there and, uh, and we, push we, the name out we're steadily us. increasing listeners but none of y'all are reviewing come on get with the program all right sorry sorry a little anger i am always angry anyway are you out peace out good night see ya This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.